Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. And I want to thank Emmett for becoming our latest Patreon supporter at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. You can also support the show on a one-time basis at support.greatdetectives.net or by sending in a uh, donation to box13 at greatdetectives.net via the Zelle app or mailing a donation to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Richard Diamond. And uh, this episode was rebroadcast June the 28th of 1953 from a CBS uh, broadcast from October the 25th of 1950. It's the Rifle Case. Listen, while the makers of Rexall drug products and 10,000 independent Rexall family druggists bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Good evening. This is Bill Foreman speaking to you for the 10,000 independent druggists who have made the word Rexall part of their own store name. They've done that because they recommend and sell the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. This evening, we want to call your particular attention to Rexall's exciting two-page ad in this coming week's issues of Life, Look, Collier's, the Saturday Evening Post, and in the current issue of Farm Journal. One page is devoted to ten great new health aids, developed and perfected in Rexall's world-famous laboratories, and now available at Rexall drugstores everywhere. The other page features ten headline bargains, available all during the month of July, plus 53 additional values in Rexall money-back guaranteed products. So remember, for new and better health aids, for timely household bargains, be sure to check Rexall's sensational two-page spread in this coming week's issues of Life, Look, Collier's, The Saturday Evening Post, and The Current Farm Journal. Good health to all from Rexall. Now your Rexall family druggist brings you a transcribed half hour with Richard Diamond, private detective, starring Dick Powell. Uh, Diamond? That's right. Come in. My name is Hayden, Gustav Hayden. How do you do, Mr. Hayden? Won't you have a seat? Oh, yeah. Thank you. What can I do for you? I would like for you to protect me for the next two days. Protect you from what? Well, uh, maybe I should start at the beginning. By trade, I am a gunmaker. Before I was fortunate to come to this country, I worked in German. Uh, do you mind if I smoke? Go right ahead. He pulled out a very old hand-carved pipe and stuffed it into a worn leather pouch. He was a little man, a few inches over five feet, 
I guess his age to be somewhere in the 60s. He talked of his home in Germany before Hitler had moved in to stormtroopers. He told me about his wife and how she had died in a prison camp because she was anti-Nazi. They allowed me to work because I was making a very advanced rifle. And Adolf could use such a rifle. But when it took my wife, I destroyed my blueprints and was myself interned in another prison camp. They tried to beat my secret out of me. I lived, somehow. Then the war was over. Your uh, pipe's gone out. Oh, so it is. I hope I'm not boring you, Mr. Diamond. Well, not at all, no. I have a sister, Anna. I sent her to America before the trouble came. She's a widow and has one son. Perhaps you have heard of her son, Mr. Diamond. William Ehrlich? No, I can't say that I have. Well, you will. He's a lawyer. Someday he will be a very big lawyer. You uh, said you wanted me to protect you, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. My sister, with the help of William, arranged for me to come to the United States. I was quite ill when I arrived, and they sent me to the summer cabin in the Patsky. I soon was better and took great pleasure in this place, so they have allowed me to stay at the cabin and make it my home. See. Billy even made for me a complete workshop at my disposal. And in the last two years, I've occupied myself with my old trade. Making guns? Yes. I have finally produced my new rifle, Mr. Diamond, as someone has tried to steal it. Well, if somebody's trying to steal it, you should go to the FBI or the police. I think of that, Mr. Diamond, but it would involve my sister and her son. I'm not sure how good this rifle is until after I test it. And I don't wish to have my family involved unless the rifle is a good one. Have you any idea who might have tried to steal it? No. Hmm. How long do you want protection? Only for two days when I test the gun. And then I want somebody to go with me to the right people. So I may show the rifle to them. Well, I, uh, I charge a hundred a day in expenses, Mr. Hyden. No, I have no money. Only what Billy gives to me each month for living costs, but... If you will take a chance with me, Mr. Diamond, that the rifle is a success, I will see you are well rewarded. And if the government doesn't want the rifle? Just like myself, I'll have lost such a time and effort. Mm. Where's the rifle now? In my shop in the Tatsky. Well, if somebody's already tried to steal it, aren't you taking a big chance? Oh, that's a caretaker, sir. My nephew hired him when I moved in. Where was the caretaker when the attempt was made to steal the rifle? Uh, we were both asleep. I heard a noise in the shop and went out to see. Albert, that's the caretaker, heard it also. We both got to the shop about the same time. Whoever it was, we must have frightened him away, but someone had been there. The window was open and much of my equipment had been moved. All right, Mr. Hyden, I'll gamble with you. Oh, thank you, Mr. Diamond, thank you. I, I'm going to see my sister now, but I will meet you at the ticket window... 11, Grand Central Station, at 8 o'clock. Well, look what just walked in. Hello, Sergeant Otis. You're looking exceptionally well this afternoon. Had a haircut, didn't you? Yeah, how's it look? Doesn't it confuse you, Barbara, working on two heads at once? No. No. Hello, Walt. Well, good afternoon, Mr. Diamond. Why don't you do me a favor, Fatty? Rick, I've thought of everything. There's no way I can get rid of Otis and make it look like suicide. Then do me another favor. All right. 
Check on a man named Gustav Haydn, German citizen. Been in this country for a couple of years. What's it all about? Oh, confidential. like to tell you, but I can't. Okay, I'll see what I can find out for you. Thanks. I've got to take a little trip tonight around 8. I'll be at home if you come up with anything. Hey, what the... Yeah, he's with us. Okay. <sighs> now, don't try to get up or we'll have to belt you again. Oh, what's this all about? We want the plans. Oh, you do, huh? And we're going to get them. I, I guess I'm in a hole. I I don't give you the plans. You work me over. Believe me, I hate to mention it, but I haven't got them. Take off your coat, Max. Sure. Go over and turn on that radio. Right. Now, look, I told you... Yeah, that... I know. You don't have the plans. I, I I don't even know what you're talking about. And remember, friends, there's a federal excise tax to pay on all television. Get some music. So buy now and... Turn it up. Okay, come here. You want me to take over? Yeah. I'll keep the gun on. <clears throat> Why, you dirty... Lie down. Go on. Work on his ribs. Okay. Like you better tell us. Oh, you, you knuckleheads. I, I can't tell you if I don't know. Oh, he's sure stubborn. <clears throat> Hold it. Not a noise out of you, Diamond. Blue eyes, blue eyes. Come on, open up. Who is it, Diamond? My brother-in-law. Come on, Diamond. Get out of the sack. I got something for if you. You don't want him to get hurt. Get rid of him. Yeah, but he's got something for me. Well, get it and tell him to beat it. Go on over to the door, but don't let him in. I'll be right behind you. With you. Look, I thought you... Uh, Walt, uh, uh, tell Marge and the kids I, I can't come over. I'm busy. What? Look, and, uh, and uh, about the fur coat, tell her I couldn't get it for under 418. Huh? 418, and uh, I don't want to get stuck with it. Oh. Yeah, sure. I'll tell her. You uh, said you had something for me? It'll keep. I'll give it to you when you got more time. Sorry, but you know how it is. Business. Sure. Uh, tell Marge I'm sorry. I, I couldn't come over. I'll tell her. See you soon. Hey. Yeah? What kind of a coat do you buy for 418 bucks? Oh, uh, 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 a beaver. A beaver? Well, I could have gotten it for you for half. Forget it. Over on the bed, Diamond. Oh, look, I, I swear I don't know about plans or anything else. We got a lot of time. Maybe after a little while you'll remember. Move. All right. Now, let's see. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Mm. Come on, Diamond. The plans the little guy gave you. Sorry, I wish I could help. Mm. 
We know the guy came to your office an hour ago. If he didn't give you the plans, he told you where they are. I had one customer in the office today. Yeah, and what did he want? Max? Look, look, now, look. It, it wasn't anything about plans. What was it? Again, Max. Max kept working, and I took it. For one reason, because I had to. For another, I knew Walt had gotten a 418 tip. In police code, that meant a slugging. It was sooner than I expected. I looked over at the open window at the back of the room, and there was Walt, looking in from the fire escape. Come on, Diamond. I'm getting tired. And I feel rested, huh? Okay. Drop the gun. Wait, look out. Okay. Here. Get this guy off me, Walt. Yeah. Oh, oh, thanks, thanks. Well, this one's had it. Oh, you got both of them. This one fried, the other went for his. Both dead. Oh, turn off that radio, will you? Okay. Why were they working you over? Well, they wanted something I didn't have. Something they thought my client gave me this afternoon. Gustav Hyden? Yeah. You find out anything about him? Well, nothing incriminating. Got a whole background on him here. I'll read it on the way down to Grand Central. Hyden didn't want the law in on this, but with two men dead, as far as I'm concerned, that puts it right in your lap. This coming week's issues of Life, Look, Colliers, the Saturday Evening Post, and the Current Farm Journal carry an important two-page Rexall ad. One page features ten great new health aids, developed and perfected in Rexall's world-famous laboratories and now available at Rexall drugstores everywhere. The other page features ten headline bargains good all during July. Here are just a couple of examples. Rexall 5X multivitamin, the tablets that are five times stronger than the established daily requirement of all vitamins with known minimums. Special introductory offer, 10-day trial size, a regular $1.79 value, free of extra cost with the purchase of the regular bottle of 50. Stag Brushless Shave Cream, regular 50-cent jumbo tube, now only 25 cents, exactly half price. So remember, for new and finer health aids, for bigger and better bargains, be sure to check Rexall's sensational two-page ad in this coming week's issues of Life, Look, Collier's, the Saturday Evening Post, and the current Farm Journal. And now back to tonight's adventure with Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell. Well, this is it, Walt. I was supposed to meet him here with the ticket window. Oh, where is he? Ah, I, uh, don't say him. This is ticket window 11. Mm-hmm. Let's give him a few minutes. And we gave Gustav Hyden more than a few minutes. At 8 o'clock, we were still waiting. At 8.15, the train Hyden and I were supposed to take pulled out. You stood up? Yeah. Let's check with the ticket seller. Uh, pardon me, sir. May I talk with you for a minute? Certainly. What can I do for you? Police business. Oh, 
Did, uh, did you notice a little man standing near this window? About 5'3", big bunch of gray hair, old brown hat and suit, button shoes. Smoking a big pipe? That's it. Sure, couldn't help but notice him. Stood around for about 15 minutes. See him leave? Yeah, left with a man, big guy. You remember what the big guy looked like? I uh, didn't pay much attention, just big. What do you think, Rick? I think we better look up Gustav Haydn's sister. What is this all about, Lieutenant? Gustav left for the train station an hour ago. He was going back to the mountains. Now, it's nothing to be alarmed about, Mrs. Alec. He just didn't take the train. Are you certain? We checked. I still don't understand. Mr. Diamond, what is your interest in my brother? Well, he retained me this morning to protect him. To protect him? Protect him from what? Mr. Alec, he said someone was... Trying to steal a new rifle he was developing. A new rifle? A gun he started designing a long time ago in Germany. I never told us anything about Well, I don't believe he wanted to involve you until it was all finished and tested. Mm. If it was a success, he was going to turn it over to the government. Mm. He certainly kept it a secret. I helped him fix up a workshop, but I just thought it was to keep him occupied. An old man, you know, wanted to keep him busy. And Mr. you think something's happened to him because of this rifle? Well, maybe not. But if you hear from him, please contact Lieutenant Levinson at the 5th Precinct Police Station. Anna Ehrlich gave us the location of the mountain cabin where Haydn was living, and we left. Walt went back to the station, put out a description on the missing gunsmith, and I caught the next train for the Catskills. It was morning when I climbed off the train and hired an old car to take me the five miles back into the woods. Twenty minutes of Bumpy Road, and I arrived at the cabin to be met by the caretaker. Thanks, driver. You want something? Ah, uh, yes, uh, Mr. Hyden. Uh, what did you want him for? He's here. Uh, didn't you think he'd be? I'd like to talk to him, please. I don't know. He's in kind of a strange mood. He in about four this morning, acting like he'd seen a Albert. Uh, yeah, Mr. Hyden. Those gentlemen in. Yes, sir. This will be our Albert. Yes, sir. Hey, Mr. Diamond, what are you doing here? I saw your sister. You talked with my sister? That's right. Your face is bruised. Two men beat me up. Mr. Diamond, I did not meet you at the station because I changed my mind. I'm so sorry you made this long trip, but I have no need for your service. No. What changed your mind? I decided not to go on. Mm. Who was the man you left the station with, the big man? The ticket agent saw you. Oh, he must have made a mistake. This is police business now, Mr. Hyden. Please leave. I can't. I want to know what this is all about. Please, please, I can't tell you. I'd like to see your rifle, Mr. Hyden. Mr. Diamond, I don't care what has happened. I cannot allow it. Mr. Hyden, you might as well cooperate. If I leave here, I'll leave with you. Oh, no, no, you don't know what it would mean. Look, the two men who beat me up are dead. There's a dragnet out for you. Now, if you want me to help, maybe I can do you some good. It's up to you. I must think. Okay. But while you're thinking, I'd like to see that rifle. Of course. I keep it locked in this closet. All that's left is to test it. Hmm. Beautiful. I'd like to fire it. I have decided to tell you everything, Mr. Diamond. And I'm glad. You were right about the big men I was leaving the station with. 
He wants me to forget my dealings with you and not to call in the police. Then he drove me here and demanded the rifle and the plan. I told him the rifle was not nearly finished, but I gave him a set of blueprints and he left. Then they've got the plan? They have some plans. I expected something like this, and I drew up several sets of blueprints that will be no good to anyone. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what to do now. My sister and her son are in danger. The first thing we've got to do is get a hold of Lieutenant Levinson and tell him I found you. You'll give your family an armed guard if necessary. But we don't know who these men are, who they're working for. You can't guard my sister and nephew forever. That's a matter for the FBI. We've got two dead bodies to identify. They might give us a lead. Oh, uh, somebody just drove up. Uh, we can see from this window. Oh, you know the car? Well, it looks like Willie's car. Oh, it is your nephew. Oh, why did he come here? Really? Oh, Uncle Gustav, we've been worried sick. We couldn't wait to hear from Mr. Diamond, so I drove up. Mother's beside herself. Oh, sorry, Willie, I should have notified Mr. You. Diamond said you left the station to the man. We'll tell you all about it on the way back, Alec. I've got to put in a call to the lieutenant and tell him to call off the dog. Uh, the telephone is in the other room, Mr. Diamond. Thanks. I'm sorry to make all this trouble, Willie. I couldn't do anything else. What's this all about? Mr. Diamond mentioned something about a new rifle? I was going to tell you, but I wanted to wait until I was certain of a spare foreman. But you certainly should have told me. I could have helped. I'm so good, Hello? No good Hello, operator. Okay, you think I would have made it? Operator. What has to Are you an honor have done for me? Oh, oh, Mr. Diamond. Hey, the phone's dead. That? You've never had any trouble with it before. That's what I was afraid of. Where's that caretaker? He was here a moment ago. Albert! Albert! Yes, sir? The phone's dead, Albert. Well, it was working all right a little while ago. I called the store and ordered some uh, some groceries. Mm. Come on, you're going to show us those phone lines. That's the phone line coming down from the trees. Over the house right... Well, what do you know? Yeah, the line's been cut. What? That's right, Mr. Hyden. Mr. Diamond. Now, just take it easy. Mr. Ehrlich, we're all going to pile in your car and get out of here. Wait. Don't you see what this can mean? My sister's alone back in New York. You can't reach the police but give us the necessary protection. Well, we certainly can't stay here. We must. I can't take a chance on my sister's life. I will give them the rifle and the plane. Oh, don't be ridiculous. If you give it to them, you don't think they're going to let you live, or for that matter, let any one of us get out of here alive. I'm an old man. It doesn't matter. Sorry. We're all getting into that car. No, Mr. Diamond. I cannot. Uh, wait a minute, Diamond. In a way, he's right. My mother's life is important also. I can appreciate that, Mr. Ehrlich. But we're only presuming she might be in danger. We know that your uncle is, and that rifle's too important. I won't leave. Well, I'm afraid you'll have to, and I wouldn't like to use force. Now, come on. All of you get in that car. Wait just a minute, Mr. Diamond. No one's leaving this cabin. Look, Ehrlich, you look. Really? You don't have to use a gun. I'm afraid I do, Uncle. But you can't. Shut up and get over there with Mr. Diamond. Really? Shut up, you old fool. Get over there. You better do as he says. But I don't understand. It's not too hard to figure out. Albert. Yeah? Go and get that rifle. Well, now, wait a minute. Go and get the rifle. Look, I'm the man you've been expecting. You? Of course. You think I would have hired you as caretaker unless I knew you were working with us? Now go bring that rifle. Yes, sir. Really? 
two up behind all this. Oh, now, now, don't be so naive, Uncle. I've been with the party for years. The party? Certainly. <laughs> you didn't think we were a bunch of thugs, did you? There's a difference? All right, Diamond, enjoy yourself. You don't have too long. I simply can't believe it. And Anna? Mother knows nothing about it. She couldn't understand. And Albert telling everything I did. That's how they kept such close tabs on you, Mr. Hyden. They tried to get the gun first by stealing it. When you came to my office, they thought you had given me the plans and sent two of their strong arms to beat it out of me. That didn't pay off, so they had you picked up at the station. You gave the big man the wrong plans, and up came your sweet little nephew. But why didn't Albert have steal it? He could have many times. Well, he'd have been the first one suspected. Quite shrewd, Mr. Diamond. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a deli. You played it pretty cozy, too, Ehrlich. Even your own man didn't know you were running the show. Here it is, Mr. Ehrlich. I brought some shells in case you wanted to see it work. Ah, good. Well, Uncle, I suppose you're just as interested in the performance of your rifle as I am. Uh, you can try it right here, Albert. Yes, sir. Pick a good target. Uh, walk down the road about 100 yards and see if you can kill Mr. Diamond on the first shot. Really? Now, relax, Mr. Hyden. There's nothing we can do about it. You are completely right for the first time, Mr. Diamond. Go ahead, Albert. Uh, move away, Uncle. And if you try anything, Mr. Diamond, then I shall have to shoot you. Move away, Uncle. No. No. I think I shall stand with my friend. Mr. Hyden, please. I am sure they don't intend to let me live anyway. Oh, on the contrary, Uncle. We were planning a long voyage for you. We know of a place that could use a man of your talents. I see. I prefer to stand with my friend. Very well. Albert! Yeah? Don't do it, Mr. Hyden. After Mr. Diamond, Mr. Hyden. Oh, Yes, first... Mr. Diamond, then my uncle. Okay. It's good enough. Uh, no, move further down. I want my uncle to see how good his gun really is. Okay. But the first couple of shots might be off. This thing hasn't been zeroed in yet. Mr. Hyden, please get out of the way. Is it all right if I smoke my pipe? Oh, certainly. There's nothing like a good pipe and good tobacco. Did you ever see Germany before the war, Mr. Diamond? No. In the spring, beautiful. I used to take long walks and smoke my pipe. I can't complain. I have some wonderful memories. You ever see Hell's Kitchen in the middle of the summer? No. Stinks. It's okay! Well, Mr. Diamond? Get it over with. Well, that's fine. All right, Albert. I hope to talk with you again, Mr. Diamond. Someplace. You're a nice guy, Josh. Mr. Diamond. Is he dead? Oh, I don't know. I'm still too scared to find out. You're scared? Yeah. I didn't know whether I could hit him or not. You made a fine rifle, Mr. Hyden. Mr. Diamond, he shot Willie. He wasn't even trying to hit you. Oh, I think I'd better sit down. But I don't understand. Oh, wait until good old Albert gets back here. I, I think you'll find out he's more than a caretaker. Bless his little heart. And good old Albert was a little more than a caretaker. His real name was Baxter, special agent for the FBI, working for the past six years as undercover man inside Ehrlich's organization. The last time I saw Gus, the government had accepted his rifle. He was smiling and smoking his old pipe. 
He talked for a long time, just like you'd hoped he would. In the summertime especially, lots of women are unhappy about their figures. If you're overweight, why waste another minute? You can get rid of those ugly extra pounds quickly and easily with the new Andelafield Reducing Plan. This is a safe, sound, scientific way to slim down with no drugs, starving, or calorie counting. Still, you may lose up to five pounds a week and lose where it shows. No, it's not magic. It's the work of famous beauty and health authority, Andelafield, who has successfully reduced more overweight people than any other expert in the world. So you see, you're sure of the best. You get vitamins, appetite-reducing wafers, and a big beauty book to guide you. Ask for the new Andelafield Reducing Plan at Rexall drugstores everywhere. Good health to all from Rexall. Richard Diamond, Private Detective, stars Dick Powell in the title role and was written by Blake Edwards with music composed and conducted by Frank Worth. Dick Powell directed the RKO production Split Seconds, which is now in release. And his latest film appearance was in the Metro-Golden-Mayer award-winning The Bad and the Beautiful. Heard in tonight's cast were Wilms Herbert, Arthur Q. Bryan, Clayton Post, John Daner, Virginia Gregg, and Tim Graham. Richard Diamond, Private Detective, is transcribed in Hollywood by Jaime Del Valle. This is Bill Foreman inviting you to be with us next Sunday at this time when Rexall Drug Products again bring you Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Remember, for new and finer health aids, for bigger and better bargains, check Rexall's important two-page ad in next week's issues of Life, Look, Collier's, the Saturday Evening Post, and in the current Farm Journal. America now listens to 105 million radio sets and listens most to the CBS radio network. Our commentary today is brought to you by PaladinDetective.net specializing in missing persons and adoption searches, providing personal service with nationwide research. You're listening to the great detectives of old-time radio. Welcome back. Well, a really exciting uh, episode with some solid uh, bit of uh, Cold War intrigue thrown in. 
Uh, it didn't have a lot of comedy. I did like the way that Diamond kind of uh, blindsided Sergeant Otis uh, with a seeming uh, compliment to set up the insult. If I had one complaint about the episode, it's that what resolved it uh, was is kind of dumb luck. It would have been one thing if Diamond had been contented because he had caught a key clue why the uh, groundskeeper was actually an FBI agent uh, rather than a communist agent. But as it was, it's just kind of like Diamond lucked out. So, but other than that, this is a well done and fairly straightforward case. All right, listener comments and feedback now. Steven comments regarding Nightbeat. I'm really going to miss Nightbeat. It was one I've been waiting for and have really enjoyed it. However, I'm looking forward to Mr. Keen. I believe there are many surviving episodes, and I've only heard a few. Uh, yes, there are 55 episodes, of which we played two this week, leaving 53 remaining. However, series did revert to the uh, serial format, and there's a four-part serial, which will play over two weeks. So that actually will leave us 51 more weeks of Mr. Keene. So we'll be uh, playing that for about a year. And Joan points out that you can re-listen to the Nightbeat uh, episodes on the Nightbeat feed or on the app at any time you want. Uh, also, uh, we will, within about the next uh, nine weeks, have all of the Nightbeat episodes on YouTube. So you can watch it from the YouTube playlist there. Robin says, I really enjoy listening to the great detectives of old time radio. I also really appreciate your commentary after each episode. Keep up the good work. Thanks so much, Robin, and that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Boston Blackie. Next Wednesday, it's another episode of Richard Diamond. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.